What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. I'm really excited about this week's episode. Um, It feels like a full circle moment for me. I met today's guest. I think we just figured out what it was like 12 years ago. And it was at FCA camp. And so I'm really excited to have her and share kind of our story together and just her story along the way. So thank you so much for joining me, Ashley. I'm really pumped to have you on. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I was looking back at our messenger just a little while ago and, you know, I met you at FCA camp. I was a counselor. I don't remember whose huddle you were in. You weren't in mine. I can't remember. You were, because I was co-huddling with Destiny and for some reason we like brought two huddles together and I sang. Um, whatever song I had written back then, it was back mm-hmm. in the, that was like the first song I wrote. Um, but I did feel connected to you through that song and I knew that I could tell that you liked the song. Um, but then we kind of stayed in touch over the years and I, I haven't stayed in touch with a whole lot of campers, but you and I, I feel like have just developed a friendship. You know, it's not like this all the time thing, but we've kept up with each other. And, um, there was a blog I wrote I remember there's a blog I wrote when I was coming out. I used to write, I used to blog and there's a specific one where I apologized to FCA campers. And I said, I'm sorry if I ever made you feel like you were unworthy of his love, because that was me speaking out of like my unacceptance of myself. But you were one of the people who I had thought about when I was writing it. And I don't remember if I messaged it to you or told you that. I feel like I might've, but no, really, I always thought about you. And I was I like, remember. I hope I never made any, but you always came to mind. Um, but that being said, in no 2000, way. yeah, I like literally was worried I, I had hurt your feelings or I never wanted to push someone away from God for sure. And especially when I came out and reconciled my faith and my sexuality. But that being said, in 2012, I reached out to you again on Facebook and said, hey, I just was thinking about you. God put you on my heart. And in that conversation, I don't know if you remember it, um, I ended up talking about some stuff was going on and I was figuring out who I was. And then I sent you my blog and I was like, you can reach out to me if you read it, if you want to talk about it. Cause I was super nervous. I can tell like by what, how I wrote it. Um, but the blogs I sent was me basically coming out without saying the word gay, but you figured it out. Do you remember that? Yeah. But, I think so. Yeah, well, and then I looked at it. You were like, oh, yeah, me too. And so, like, the same moment, we came out to each wow. other. And so it's funny to, like, look back all these years later and be like, wow, that was, I think you were probably one of the first people who wasn't in my close circle, but that I did care about, that I was like, mm. oh, yeah, this is who I am. Are you still okay with me? <laughs> you know, because you never know. Yeah, what a scary convo. I know. Thankfully, it was on Messenger, though, you know but um (laughs) word it's way more safe so that being said just a little backstory on us and our friendship um back then you had told me you were struggling with reconciling your faith 
and your sexuality. And mm. so I'll start with one. This is a question I always asked. When did you come to know Jesus? Do you remember that time in your life? Let's see. I grew up like in the church, so it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to like pinpoint when. Um, eighth grade, maybe seventh grade. Like uh, we had we our church used to do these trips all the time, like uh, camps in the summer. So you'd go for like two weeks at a time. And I remember one of them in like seventh or eighth grade were in worship. And I was like, I feel emotional <laughs> and I can't figure out why I feel so emotional. Um, and I just had this like breaking moment. So I think like from that point, yeah. um, talking about God and like what that looked like, a relationship with him, it became different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, over the years though, like I've wrestled with that, just like in relationships I've been in, mm-hmm. like my relationships with my parents yeah, uh, and talking about like loving another female. So, uh, but I think eighth grade. Yeah. Probably. So when did you start figuring out that you were gay? Like fifth grade, fourth grade. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a funny story, actually. Tell me. I held hands with a girl. Yeah, I know it was like the most romantic thing ever. We were watching cars. Cars. In the like, yeah, know, back then. Cars. The first cars. And I remember being like, this is incredible. I'm holding hands and this is like wild. I want to hold hands forever. Yeah. But it was like that moment and it was beginning of fifth grade like from then on out i was like i hate boys i just want to hold hands you with just girls. knew i love that that's so sweet and that's <laughs> that's what i think with podcasts is like that is just such an innocent moment it's not you know people especially in the relig- we'll say religious i get in trouble for saying the christian world the religious world say you know they make it such a sexual thing because it's deemed our sexuality, but like really it's just as innocent as a girl holding a boy's hand at that age. Like it's just, you, mm-hmm. you feel it and you get those butterflies and you finally understand why the boys never did it for you. And I just think that's so sweet. Um, mm-hmm. I love that story. Um, okay. So then, yeah. So, um, you started to know the Lord in eighth grade? You had already known who you were and, when I know in 2012 for when we were talking about it, but when did that really start to become a struggle where it was like, can I be both? High school. Yeah. I didn't really tell anybody in middle school, like Mm -hmm. the whole holding hands experience. That was like private for me. Um, I didn't even tell the person I held hands with that it was so special. So it was just like, yeah. Um, but high school, Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I met, I met someone that I ended up getting in a really serious relationship with, uh, later in high school. Mm -hmm. And it was to the point where it was like, is like, what happens if my parents find out? Like, I don't, I don't know what this looks like. Um, and that, like that moment for me was tough because that was, I've learned all of these things in church Mm -hmm. about what a relationship is supposed to look like. For me, it doesn't align with what I keep hearing all the time. Yeah. And then now I'm really scared my parents going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's scary. Um, so when in 2012, when we were talking about it, you had mentioned that 
you were having a hard time with your parents. I guess they had already started figuring out that you were with a girl or that you liked girls. What did that look like? Oh, brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Oh yeah. Um, 2012. That was actually in 2012, I was just getting out of like a really that that person I dated seriously in high school. Mm -hmm. We had just like stopped seeing each other, like cut off the relationship. But that relationship was not only toxic, but um, it was the first relationship my parents knew about uh, in terms of like me dating a girl. Mm -hmm. And it was so hard. My mom did not take it well. My dad, we don't really have a relationship anyway. So it's just, he's like kind of there. But my mom, who I thought I was really close with, was distraught. Like, I can't look at you. I can't be around you. This isn't what God wants for you. And I remember that just killed me because I was like, why me then? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, why can't I have that too? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I know that makes so much sense. It's so, it's just so hard when it's like, but I'm still me. It's just like this one thing that's a little different. Haven't changed. Yeah. And you just know that I like girls instead of boys. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like I mentioned earlier, when when I was in FCA, or after the fact, I always worried that I had said something, and all of mine would have just come out of, like, my own fears, because I knew who I was back then. Um, Going to camps, I don't know how many, I think you, I don't know, I met you at the one, it was my last camp. Went to a lot. Did I meet you more than once? I might have. It's been so long. No, just that one. That's what just I thought. I'm like, and you I remember stuck my photo leader's name. It was Jordan. Uh-huh. Yes. Jordan. She was fun. Yeah. Um, Jordan. Yeah. She's sweet. So did you, because mm-hmm. I've talked to like other counselors who are now out. I didn't even know there was a thing we were supposed to sign that like said we were not gay in our contract as counselors. We I never were. noticed it. I probably signed it, but. That person never signed it. And I'm like, oh, you're bold. Love it. Did So FCA had a, obviously we knew there was a lot of lesbians as counselors. We knew. But they were very against it, our leadership. And so did anyone ever say anything, since you already knew who you were, did anyone ever say anything to you at FCA camps that made you feel judged, even though they didn't know who you were? Not really. Honestly, like I wasn't, I was kind of scared going to camps. Like I I wouldn't say anything about anything. Yeah. Which I kind of regret now when I think about it Mm -hmm. because it was like conform to the people you're around. So I I never said anything. Yeah. Yeah. Camp's great. (laughs) One day I'll be married. (laughs) I didn't say much more than that. Yeah. No, that was the year I had broken up with my fiance in college andrew who was also a camp counselor there um because i knew i was gay and god said don't marry him but anyways that's a different story mm-hmm. um i was just curious because as i've been doing this podcast something i've been thinking about is there's a lot of campers that i have continued to have relationship with who have now come out who've gotten married who are in great relationships um same-sex relationships let me clarify that and you know I always wonder I was like I hope that I know the church hurt me 
but I hope that FCA really didn't, especially if I was one that said something. Um, cause it was forced, like, don't let the girls sleep or switch rooms because you never know if they're girlfriends. Like that was stuff that they would tell us. And, um, we were supposed to watch yeah, I for, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was as big of a deal with the boys. Um, but I'm not going to stereotype that, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a, it was a thing for us. Um, that's wild. Yeah. So. When we were talking, like upsetting. yeah, I know. I, I think back now and I'm like, uh, what can I do to like go talk to the leadership now and be like, look, you're getting it wrong because clearly now we're learning mm-hmm. there are gay male athletes. There's a lot more female, um, but that's like a whole group of people that are in that ministry that there's nothing wrong with us. And, uh, mm-hmm there's a lot of healing to do if you could say that, you know, and like, what can I do now on this side of it to maybe change some hearts and some minds, but I haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) looking back at our messages, when you were struggling with your faith, you you had just gotten out of a long relationship. That might've been the same one we're just talking about. What were some things that helped you? Cause I know there was like a, there was like a year long period where you were really kind of working through all of that. Ooh. Um, helped me in general or just helped me with like processing everything. Both, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, friends, friends. Yeah. Like good friends. Mm-hmm. I have, um, one friend that I've like grown up with since I think like I've known her since like third grade or something like that. Yeah. Her dad's a pastor. Um, she, I don't know, like the one, she's that one person that growing up when you come out, you're like, she's going to hate me and disown me the rest of my life. Yeah. But she's always been that like ever present individual in my life, like through the toxic relationship I was in and coming out of that. I not only questioned my faith, but I like, questioned myself as a person Mm -hmm. I was like well how was that so bad like how was that breakup so bad um and then moving out of that you're like I don't ever want to date anyone ever again because that was excruciating well she was that one constant for me that's like you're incredible God still loves you I still love you Mm. so I think good friends like her yeah um I don't know and then like space to process Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that's good I love that you had her and that mm-hmm. she didn't turn her back. I, cause yeah, I experienced that with a couple people <laughs> and it's hard. So I'm glad that she Don't stepped get me wrong. Through. I definitely had a few. Oh yeah. But to have someone yeah. who you knew had that background and, um, her dad's a minister and you expected it. And then for her to surprise you and help you through it. That's, I don't know her name, but good job, friend. It's a good friend. <laughs> yeah, um, she's great. So, uh, I had told you to watch for the Bible tells me. So did you ever watch that documentary? Do you remember it? I think so. Yeah. Is it the one where they like pull up and I'm trying to jog my memory now cause it's been, it's been a, a minute. minute. Um, is it the one where they like pull up scripture and they talk about like how scripture aligns with, or like myths, so to speak on 
uh, same-sex relationships and yes. content in the Bible. It's that video, It's right? really old. Um, it was on Netflix back then. Now it's just on YouTube. But yeah, there's that one. So it could be that one. And it, it was like just showing both sides of like people who were hurtful from the church and then other people who were in the church that were like, look, they got it wrong. Um, and then now mm-hmm. there's the new documentary being made, the 1946 documentary, which proves that scripture was mistranslated. Um, and we were never actually supposed to be in there. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Um, in 1946. Yeah. I interviewed her, um, the director on like episode nine or something, um, talking about how in 1946, the word homosexual got put in the Bible and it was not meant to be there, not for a same sex relationship. It was more pedophilia. And then it just went from there and it was never about us. So, um, yeah, just, I think about that. I'm like, man, how much easier would life have been if that was just never put in there? So much easier. Yeah how much pain would we have not had to go through? Um, so now exciting news. You've been married for like a month. Um, yeah, literally like 30 days. Yeah. That's exciting. Congrats. I love the pictures. I'll have to put put one in the video. Um, a couple pictures. Y'all are so adorable. Uh, how did y'all meet? Uh, mutual friends. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's like a, we talk about it all the time. We're like, it's kind of a slightly dumb story, but, um, my friend started dating her friend. Okay. And so naturally when you're a lesbian and have a whole bunch of lesbian friends, it's like, let's meet all of each other's friends. Yeah. So they had a dinner party and that's how we met. I came with my friends. She came with her friends. We both did the, I think she's with that person. So I'm like, not going to go talk to her because I feel like they're dating. Yeah. And then watch the interaction only to talk later. Yeah. I love that. I was super organic. Yeah. It's sweet. I was reading her messages and Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's who you were telling me about. And that was a long time ago. That was, you've been together like what? Five, six years, like six years. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. That's exciting. Well, congrats on the wedding. Um, how did, is her name Jordan? Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yes, Jordan. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Jordan. Yeah, you got Yeah. You always feel like Jordan, social media less Jordan or something like that. Because she doesn't have social media, right? She doesn't have anything. That's yeah. good, though. I love that about her, though. I, just, like, yeah, I have a friend who doesn't. All she has is Pinterest. And I'm like, dude, you save so much time not having any of this stuff. But um, so how did meeting her help with your relationships, like with your family? Cause I saw your family was at your wedding. Um, so I'm assuming yeah. that that got better. How did that help with your family? Um, I know you said that she helped push you more towards your faith. So how did meeting her help mm-hmm. and change your life? Oh, well for the better in like every form yeah. and facet. Um, but, uh, man, my family. So I had, I had had not like serious relationships, but you know, people I was close with after that, uh, breakup that was pretty toxic Mm -hmm. up until Jordan and my, 
my mom, my, my, my parents were aware of those relationships. They weren't ever supporting, uh, supportive of them. In fact, my mom would tell me outright, like, this isn't the life God wants for you. You're going to struggle often. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she met Jordan, I don't know. She, she liked Jordan. She liked Jordan's personality. She liked who I was around Jordan. Mm-hmm. She liked that I was more confident in myself when Jordan was around. And Jordan also holds faith like above everything. So I think that piece for my mom was like, okay, this, I don't know, it might be possible. Um, At least that's what I hope happened. That's what I think happened. Mm -hmm. We haven't actually sat down and talked about it, me and my mom, but I think think that's how it got better. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, even just talking to my mom, when I interviewed her, it was like, that's, that's the biggest fear, I think, for our parents, especially like the ones that raised us in the church and this is what a marriage looks like and this is you know god's at the center and we never were told or shown that that is a possibility with two women or two men we were told that was absolute not possibility and um Mm -hmm. when your mom met jordan and she sees this faith and she from what i would understand would feel god's presence in her the holy spirit in her like that can change so much and um that's what we found like Maddie and I being married and openly married and openly gay in a church, in our church, it was just us being us and being kind to people that helped change hearts, not us forcing or it were just ourselves. And, um, that's what changed everything for us. And so I can only imagine that if faith is what she holds the closest and above everything else, that that would change the hardest of hearts against it. So I love that. Yeah. I also like stepped away from the church. If I'm being honest, I did. Yeah. Like completely. I kind of like shut myself off from it mm-hmm. for years at a time. So I think from my mom sitting across from me going, oh, she's a little bit more open to now going to church and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, having a relationship with God again. And then also centering that in a relationship with a significant other. Yeah. For her, it was encouraging. That's good. At least, again, I, that's that's how I interpret it. That's how, how I see yeah, yeah. and interpret it. We haven't, we haven't chatted about it. You should chat about it. I think it would be good. We should chat about it. We should chat about a lot. We really should. Yeah. We only get one life. There's so much. Um, I don't know. I'm always like an open book. And so that's probably why I got in the most trouble growing up, because I just would say what I felt. And um I, I'm saying this to you, but I haven't had that conversation with my dad. He loves Maddie now, but he wasn't crazy about her when we met. Um, so now, how did Jordan help your faith? Like, what does it look like now? You're saying you're back in church. Did you find it yeah. healing for you? Um, uh, yes. I, I mean, I'll be honest, like this past, I don't know, six six months um a year i've like i've almost we we've had conver- jordan and i have had conversations about it like we gotta get back into going to church like mm-hmm. doing quiet time in the morning because we kind of like fell out of it um and i could create a thousand excuses as to why that happened but at mm-hmm. the end of the day they're just excuses yeah so at this like present state we're not as involved as we were previously and we're trying to get back into that. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're very aware of the fact that like, you know, we, we just haven't 
we haven't been to church in a while. We haven't like sat yeah. down and read scripture in a while. So yeah. Are y'all in San Antonio still? Do you have a church Austin, there that, no. Oh, Austin now? Really? I was just there. Yeah. Like in June. I didn't know. I thought you were in what? San Antonio. Yeah. We were there in June. Um, do y'all have yeah, a church yeah. there that y'all went to before that was like accepting and kind? Ah, uh, that's the hard part. I think we're a little nervous of accepting and kind. And I have like a what friend that looks like. who has a church in Austin though. And he was an FCA counselor and he started the church. His name's Zach. Okay. It's what's, Restore what's Austin. The called? Restore. But him and his okay. wife were both FCA cam- counselors. That's in Austin. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, if I, I ever moved there. Austin Stone. Okay. Um Okay. Jimmy McNeil used to sing there. I don't know if he still does. Does he? He he would sing it. I think he does. He would sing at camps, or yeah, he would like be it. the MC. Yeah, yeah. I love Jimmy. I haven't talked to him yeah. in years. So I don't know how he would feel. But um, yeah. Zach and his wife started this church in Austin. You know, I, if I ever moved to Austin, I've told him I would totally feel comfortable coming and being a part of your church, and it's a safe space. So yeah, I'm gonna have to. I have to write that down. Austin we we were you. going to Austin Stone for a while, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, a couple sermons pop up about yeah. marriage and the ideal marriage and what it looks like, and you know, at that point, we're like, ah, yeah, maybe it's we won't come next weekend. Very hard when those those things come up and your walls that were coming down just like shoot right back up. It's something I've been working on lately. Is like, um, I've been reading how to think like a monk by Jay Shetty because I'm very much like, I feel like we could learn from every different group and Buddhists have like this peace and this love that I'm like, I want to figure that out in a different way. But, um, one of the things he talks about is, um, like forgiveness and letting go. And this, one of his clients came and she had to forgive someone from her past, like from her childhood. It was like her grandma. And she's like, my grandma was always mean to me, but I found out it was because she didn't like my mom. And I was always worthy of love and I was always worthy. Something was wrong with her. And it made me think I was always worthy of love and I was always worthy. Something was wrong with the church. They were broken, not me. Um, just to like put it in a different way. And it's like, still, I'm worthy of God's love. I'm made in his image, even loving my wife. Um, something's wrong with church. Church is broken, not me. Um, so that's like, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, because those walls get so thick and then you like start trusting it. And it's like, ah, why did you have to preach that? Um, so I totally understand. So if anyone lives in Austin and you need a safe church and you want to go to church, restore Austin, I'll drop it in the comment section or whatever to link it up. But, um, yeah, they're great people. We just sent one of our worship leaders. She just started going to UT. She's our baby. Um, And they started a college church that's like a part of that church. And I was like so happy to send her because another FCA camp counselor is the pastor there. And it's a woman and she's awesome. Um, so it's just like, I'm like awesome. I love that there's this one place that I'm like, yes, for sure. I would send anyone there and trust that they're going to be okay. So, yeah, 
Anyways. All right. I gotta yeah. check it out. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I love I love them and I love that they love me still and they're from FCA and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all know Jesus. Um <laughs> not not the religious part. Um man, I went blank for a second. Yep. FCA. Yeah, FCA. Wow. It was a long time ago. It was it was a really long time ago and so much has changed. Oh, that's what I was thinking because before I got sidetracked. One thing that you had written me was for my future wife, I don't want us to just take up air and space. I want us to like have God at the center and impact and change people's lives. And I don't know if you remember saying that, but I remember when you told me that. I was like, yes. 100% absolutely believe you will. So, yeah, I just, you've always had something special. You've always been, I you stuck out to me at camp. And uh, I love that you found someone who makes you a better person and um, makes you happy and confident because that's important in life to find the, that person. Yeah. Um, so. Man, I feel like I just had a full circle moment. You told me that, and I didn't even, I should have looked back at our messages before I jumped on this podcast, but (laughs) that just hit me in the face. Like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. No, I I love that. And when I saw that you finally started posting pictures of her, I was like, she found it. Like, it's going to be good. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Because it's scary out there trying to find that person yeah so i'm i'm super happy for you and um yeah i hope that you know you're awesome and just sharing your story and your love and the capacity that you do there's people watching that it's helping so good job that's powerful yeah thank you yeah um I like to do the podcast to really help not just people who are trying to come to terms with their sexuality and even their faith, um, but also for like straight people who are trying to better love our community and be better allies or someone in their family that might have mm-hmm. come out. So is there any advice that you would give to either side of how to better love or make people like us feel more accepted um, or how to better accept yourself? Like what helped you? Yeah, that's tough. Um, For me, or like on the topic of self-love, don't let other people's words of how they think someone should be Mm -hmm. or what they think a perfect picture of a relationship should be like impact how you view yourself or your relationships. I think that was something that I had to swallow super hard, mm-hmm. um, which honestly, that might be why I love Jordan's lack of social media so much, honestly, because I fixated on social media. It's like, man, this relationship is yeah. solid or this person has it all going on. And then um, you almost like question yourself. You're like, I don't get it. Why are they approved by everybody and loved by everybody in their game? I'm not. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, that's don't do that. Yeah. You're going to be miserable if you do that, if you compare. Yeah. Um, so for like self-love, I would say that. That's good. It's important. 
for others? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Don't like exercise or geez, how do I say this? Just love everybody authentically like the same. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. even if you don't understand where they're coming from or their story, like just still love them. Mm -hmm. Just love them. Yeah. Because that does so much, especially for somebody who's wrestling in self-love. That's yeah. what they need. Yeah. They don't need to be preached at. They need to be just loved. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. I, I my mean. Friend. My friend that's always been nice. Yeah. Madi and I always talk about that, like there's a lot of couples we've followed especially like more famous lesbian couples that we followed on Facebook and some yeah. not famous that are like, Oh, perfect picture, social media, you know, like this perfect picture. And I'm like, then we start noticing things. I'm like, did you see on their account? Like they're not posting together anymore. They're totally. <laughs> and then we start digging and we're, this is like what we do. Cause we're lame. I'm like, they're totally not together. And it just proves our point every time that like to try to pretend that everything is okay when marriage and relationship is hard um, mm -hmm. to portray an image that isn't true, just like the movies, like <laughs> it's not easy living with someone who was raised by different humans and functions differently than you. Like that's not easy. And then you had kids and it's, it's even different. It's like more different and more difficult. Uh, yeah. Um, and so that's why, I mean, it's been something always that I try to be honest through my posts and especially now through the podcast, like I love getting to do the podcast with money because people kind of get to see her personality more and she's very much a smart ass and hilarious. But there's been times where like we get in a fight in the middle of filming and then we have to like stop, calm down and like gather ourselves. And, um, and then I'll be honest. I'm like, Oh, I threw a fit just now and we're going to start over. Like, um, cause we're human and I do have moments and she has moments and yeah to say otherwise is to it's like i don't know it's, it's not just, honest yeah it's not honest and it's like painting a picture that's not even i can't attain that picture so i like that you said that because it's something money and i always talk about i'm like don't try to act like it's perfect because it's not don't yeah. go in my house right we now it's a to. mess um <laughs> yeah just you know if someone, I've heard someone say, if someone on social media has all their stuff together, they maybe have a nanny. They might have someone who cleans the house. They might have more help than you have. But they're not telling you. So. They definitely do. Oh, I can't do it all. I can't. I still got to go upstairs and pack right now. I'm like, no. If I'm working on our school bus, then the laundry's not done. If I'm doing the laundry, then the, I got to have a Maya do the dishes. Like, there's give and take and uh you know yeah. if we're both tired we're gonna order food like usually you know and there's uh, just snaps to that yeah like you just social media can can uh yeah it's harmful so i actually had to delete my instagram did you like i got too into it like too into the keeping up with everybody keeping up with like my image that everything's okay mm -hmm. and then jordan was the one who was like hey <laughs> hey take it from somebody who doesn't have it like this is a lot like you're spending more time on your phone and we don't have like conversations anymore mm -hmm. um i'm like man yeah you're right i'm not as present 
So I'm glad I deleted it. It was like the best thing I've ever did. Yeah. I have Facebook, yes, but I'm glad I got rid of everything else. Yeah. It's hard. And even now, like I'll catch myself on TikTok like for hours because it's addicting. Yeah. It's addicting. I love it. But I've tried to be like, okay, are you being productive and finding people you want to interview? Or are you just like lost in like the hilariousness of TikTok? It's more like I can like escape the stress of I need to clean my house. Mm-hmm. And then my house is a mess. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> she told you that. Me and Madi tried to be more aware of that, especially Apollo's at this age. His vocabulary is amazing but he'll be like put your phone down or put your phone down and like thank you but oh heck yeah thank you for reminding me i've been staring at this here i am um because it's hard yeah he he he's all about quality time so he'll tell us amaya won't tell you as much but she's getting better at like saying put your phone down mom um paul is just more vocal about his needs so there's the difference but Anyways, um, yeah, thank you for your time. I don't, I don't really have any more questions. I mean, I'm thankful that God put us in that room to where we got to connect at FCA camp all those years ago and, uh, that we've gotten to stay in touch. I mean, he definitely puts you on my heart a lot and I always try to remember to reach out when, when I feel like I need to, um, yeah, I've loved watching your life and I've loved watching you find this path that God's... Well, thanks for reaching out when you do. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't know why, but God just put you on my heart all those years ago and he continues to. And I just think there's so much um, to your life and to your story that's yet to be unfolded. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does with y'all's marriage and life. So I'm happy for y'all. Tell Jordan I said hi. I don't know her, but I love getting to see the pictures and the joy. Um, definitely check out Restore. I'll I'll let Zach know. I'm like my friend's okay. coming from FCA. Yeah, please do. I will. Just let me know when you're going. Um, again, anyone in, in Austin, Restore Austin is great church. Um, very loving, very accepting. Um, and they just opened back up to like in person people, but it's online too. So. You can check it out. Um, yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you uh, for your friendship. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for keeping in touch. I mean, um, you were like the only person through FCA that I, I actually felt close with. So um, I haven't, I don't think I've ever voiced that to you. So thank you thank for you. like your acceptance and your love, even though you didn't know me very well. Oh, I, yeah, that's like totally God thing because I felt the same way as like, I don't know. My, I don't even remember what that song was that I sang. I know it's somewhere, but I don't remember the words to it. Um, I think I found it the other day. I'm like, I remember that. And uh, yeah, I was very insecure singing that song. And you had told me like you really liked it and it touched your heart. And that meant a lot because one, I just started learning how to sing. So um, for whatever reason, God just has continued to put you on my heart. And um, I'm thankful for that. So yeah (laughs) for everyone watching thank y'all as always for checking in um if you haven't yet please subscribe and um, leave a comment if you want to share your story please let me know until next week have a great one hey guys thanks for listening
be sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and give this video a big thumbs up. Also, thanks for your comments and your feedback. Hey guys, thanks. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to my podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs>